Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning. If you're in mountain time, it's going to be 7.40. Central time is 8.40, and Michigan and East Coast time is 9.40 in the morning. You may need to adjust it for your time zone, being at, as this is... Um, you know, if you're listening to us live, you know when you're supposed to be here. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on SoundCloud. And you would go to SoundCloud, which is the app, put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and then put in TR90, and these calls are archived back nine-plus years. I think they're actually now almost nine and a half, almost ten years. I'll have to go back and check my notes on that one. Um, the last year or so, we've actually been putting in the host name and the topic of what was on the call. So if you miss one that you particularly want to go back and listen to, you can catch it that way. They're all organized by date. And um, the host, various different host names that we've had, various different hosts over throughout the years. With that being said, when you're first starting out, that TR90 program is one really good clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein, at at least 30 grams of protein, at least three of those meals, making sure to get seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables, those fruits and vegetables, they give you micronutrients, macronutrients, um, fiber, particularly if you're getting beans, beans have a lot of fiber, which is good Guys, you need about 45 grams of fiber. Ladies, you need about 40 grams of fiber to keep things moving in a good direction. Seven to nine hours of good quality rest nightly is really key because if you're not well rested and your body will be making cortisol and you don't want cortisol in your body because it will actually slow down any progress that you're attempting to make for um, moving forward. With that being said, um, taking your supplements, the TR90 supplements, 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is optimum. If you're not able to do that, do take them with your meals. It'll still work. It's just they're not quite as efficient as they would have been had you been able to take it 15 to 20 minutes before your meal. Let's see, what else can I tell you? Let's see, drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. Hydration, um, the current thinking is that a person should be drinking a minimum of one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if, for instance, you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. And, you know, if you're drinking clear soups, some the broth will count towards some of that Some teas will count towards some of that, but realize there's some offsets when you start doing broth and teas because, well, it might have caffeine in it or it might have salt in it or um, things, so keep that in mind. If you're exercising heavily or in a very humid area, you will need to increase it because the... um, you'll be perspiring more and perspiration 
needs to be offset with that um, with the water. So with that being said, we're going to dive right into today's topic, uh, which is some information out of a book that's called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, M.D., and Kathy Matthews, and I was sharing about how we might be able to mitigate or avoid diabetes, and we were just getting ready to start the outline for what his strategy is to offset or avoid diabetes, which is... Here's an outline of the steps you can take to help avoid diabetes or to control it if you already have it. Maintain a healthy weight. You do not need to reach an optimum weight. For many people, a weight loss of 10 to 14 pounds is sufficient. Exercise. Countless studies have demonstrated that exercise improves insulin sensitivity if you're sedentary Our exercise goal of 30 minutes most days is a good start. If you don't have to do it all at once, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at lunch, and 10 minutes in the evening is fine. Find time to walk. It's the easiest beginning exercise if you're over the age of 45. Get your blood glucose tested and ask your health care professional how often you should repeat this measurement. Reduce your fat intake and pay attention to the types of fat in your diet in general. A high total fat intake and a high intake of saturated animal fats and trans fats, which are found in many processed foods, are associated with a decrease in the ability of insulin to do its job. Polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fats like extra virgin olive oil have a much less tendency to have an adverse effect on insulin sensitivity. Increase your fiber intake. Another reason why we were talking about beans last week. In one study of 42,759 men followed for six years, cereal fiber was inversely associated with a risk for type 2 diabetes. Another study found that people who ate more White bread than whole grain breads tended to have the highest risk of type 2 diabetes. Follow a superfoods diet and try to get on a daily basis 45 grams of fiber if you're an adult man and 32 grams of fiber for adult women. As a whole grain fiber is so good for at lowering insulin resistance, aim for at least 10 grams of whole grain fiber as part of your total daily fiber intake. Although they say for the, um, like, your colon and that, you really do need to be at the 32 and the 45. Increase your intake of fruits and vegetables, especially the carotenoid-rich ones like pumpkins, sweet potatoes, spinach, tomatoes, mangoes, apricots, and cantaloupes. This will increase your fiber intake as well as your intake of micronutrients that will help promote the efficient use of insulin. Eat one ounce of unsalted nuts daily. Get sufficient sleep. Mounting evidence suggests that sleep deprivation can be a causative factor in diabetes. Curtailing sleep 
to four hours per night for six nights impairs glucose tolerance and lowers the insulin secretion in otherwise healthy, well-rested young men. This pre-diabetic condition was entirely reversed when these men paid back their sleep debt. Another item on here, don't smoke. If you drink wine, beer, or spirits, drink moderately. Published studies suggest that a beneficial effect of a moderate two drinks a day for men and one drink for women of alcohol intake. Don't start drinking alcohol to prevent diabetes. And Dr. Pratt says his personal recommendation is a maximum of eight drinks per week for men and three drinks per week for women. Pay attention to these particular nutrients. Magnesium, which has been associated with diabetes. One study of women showed a strong inverse relationship between the dietary magnesium intake and the incidence of diabetes. Magnesium is found in whole grain bread and cereal as well as unprocessed foods like fruits, vegetables, beans, and nuts. You should consume the recommended 400 milligrams daily of magnesium. One ounce of dry roasted almonds has 86 milligrams and a half cup of cooked spinach has 78 milligrams and one cup of low-fat yogurt has 43 milligrams. So you can see it would add up fairly quickly and you could offset that magnesium deficit. Also studies have shown there is an inverse relationship between calcium intake specifically and dietary intake in general called the insulin resistance syndrome. Of course, low-fat, non-fat dairy foods are excellent sources of bioavailable calcium. Additional nutrients such as dietary vitamin E, chromium, zinc, potassium, and omega-3 fatty acids have been mentioned as possibly playing a role in the prevention of diabetes. Your risk for developing diabetes is higher than normal if you are over the age of 45 or older, overweight, are African American, Hispanic, Latino American, Asian American, Pacific Islander, or American Indian, have high blood pressure, have a blood relative, i.e. parent or sibling with diabetes, have low HDL or the good cholesterol, under 40 for men and under 50 for women, and have high triglycerides over 250. Have had gestational diabetes when while pregnant or gave birth to a large baby. Are active less than three times weekly. Have been diagnosed as having the metabolic syndrome and, and or consume a high fat diet, especially one high in saturated fat and trans fats. And one of the uh, a super spice is cinnamon. So what could be more welcome and delicious than a warm mug of apple cider sprinkled with cinnamon or a cinnamony baked apple with crushed nuts on a cold winter day? Cinnamon is welcome all year round, but is, its special scent is a particular treat in winter months. It's exciting to learn that cinnamon has actual health benefits. This delightful spice elicits memories of grandma's kitchen and comforts of home is actually more than a delicious addition to foods. One of the oldest spices known 
and used long in traditional medicine, cinnamon is currently being studied for its beneficial effects on a variety of ailments. Indeed, recent findings on the power of cinnamon to promote health in particular is its benefits for people with type 2 diabetes and have elevated it to the superfood status or super spice status. Cinnamon comes from the interior bark of evergreen trees that are native to Asia. The type we most commonly see in the supermarket is cassia cinnamon or cassium or cinnamon num, cassia, known as Chinese cinnamon. It has the sweetly spiced flavor we're familiar with. Varieties of Chinese cinnamon come from China and northern Vietnam. There's also Ceylon or true cinnamon, and which is sweeter with a more complex citrusy flavor. Both types of cinnamons are available in sticks or quills or ground. Today we are in the process of learning that about the power of cinnamon to affect health. Once you appreciate the special qualities of this mighty spice, I'm sure you'll be eager to use it more frequently. Perhaps the most exciting recent discovery concerning cinnamon is its effect on blood glucose levels as well as on triglyceride and cholesterol levels, all of which could benefit people suffering from type 2 diabetes. In one study of over 60 patients with type 2 diabetes, it was found that after only 40 days of taking about one-half teaspoon of cinnamon daily, fasting serum glucose levels were lowered by 18 to 29%, triglycerides by 23 to 30%, and the low-density lipoproteins, or the LDLs, by 7 to 27%, total cholesterol by 12 to 26%, it's not yet clear whether less than one-half teaspoon a day would be effective. It's particularly interesting that the effects of cinnamon lasted for 20 days following the end of the study, leading to speculation that one wouldn't have to eat cinnamon every day to enjoy its benefits. This is great news for the health stylers and points out once again the benefit of a varied diet of whole foods and spices. The cinnamon and perhaps other spices, certainly many and many foods that you're eating today are affecting your health into the future. Cinnamon, by its insulin-enhancing properties, is not the only spice to show a positive effect on blood glucose levels. Cloves, bay leaves, and turmeric also show beneficial effects. Try to buy the organically grown cinnamon as it is less likely to have been Irradiated, and we know that irradiating cinnamon may lead to a decrease in its vitamin C and carotenoid content. In addition to being a glucose moderator, cinnamon is recognized as an antibacterial. The essential oils in cinnamon are able to stop the growth of bacteria as well as fungi, including the common yeast candida. And in one interesting study, a few drops of cinnamon essential oil, about three ounces in, a, in about three ounces of carrot broth, inhibited the growth of bacteria for at least six days. By contrast, bacteria flourished in the broth with no cinnamon oil. Cinnamon has also been shown to be effective in fighting E. coli, the E. coli bacterium. And another 
recent fascinating study found that just smelling cinnamon increased the subject's cognitive ability and actually function as a kind of a brain booster. Future testing will reveal whether this power of cinnamon can be harnessed to prevent cognitive decline or sharpen cognitive performance. So cinnamon in your life? Well, let's see. A dash of cinnamon in applesauce, pumpkin smoothies, pumpkin pudding, or other foods is a delightful treat. You can sprinkle it and a few walnuts and raisins and a bit of honey, if desired, on a cored apple and bake at 350 for about 45 minutes until soft for a healthy dessert. Make cinnamon toast, drizzle some honey, sprinkle some cinnamon on the toasted whole wheat bread. Simmer, don't boil milk, with a teaspoon of vanilla and a cinnamon stick for a few minutes. Drink the warm milk with a bit of added honey or pour over hot oatmeal. Combine one teaspoon of cinnamon with two tablespoons of honey and one cup of yogurt. Serve as a dip for sliced fruit or as a dressing for fruit salad. Spoon a dollop on top of hot oatmeal, whole grain pancakes, waffles, or granola. Combine equal parts of cinnamon and cocoa and sprinkle on yogurt and fruit slices. Combine one tablespoon or more of ground cinnamon with a half cup of sesame seeds, a quarter cup of golden flax seeds, and a quarter cup of ground flaxseed meal. And use this as the topping on cereal, oatmeal, yogurt, grapefruit halves, or cantaloupe. Whole flax seeds add crunch and fiber, though you get more of the nutritional value from those ground flax seeds. And I think I'm going to stop there for today. And if you're looking to build a new skin business at the top of the hour, One Team Global Live, if you scoot over there, one of our leaders will be sharing information on how to build that new skin business. If um, I'm going to take us off mute so you can say goodbye to each other. want to wish you a wonderful day. We'll have Frank joining us again tomorrow. And make it great. And I look forward to your comments. So there we have it, my friends, why we should be including that cinnamon into our life along with other things. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you, the cinnamon okay. for the can- candida was uh-huh. th- uh, how many drops in three ounces of liquid? Is that what it was? Um, cinnamon that, oil. Was, the three drops of essential cinnamon oil that was put into a carrot broth, and it inhibited the growth of bacteria for six days in that broth. So it also also helped with candida, is that what you said? It says that um, essential oils in cinnamon are able to stop the growth of bacteria as well as fungi, including the common yeast candida. Okay. And And when I go and make my... Go on. Go on. Oh, I have another recipe that everybody loves. I take the acorn squash uh-huh. and I and I roast it or bake it, and I put um, uh, coconut oil or butter, and then I put the 
cut it in half, put it on top, and bake it until it's really, you know, kind of crispy and brown on the bottom, and then flip it over and put all the oil inside and sprinkle with cinnamon and bake a little bit more, and it's delicious. It's another oh, I bet way. It's really good. Oh, but it I sounds wonderful. It. I think that I never realized how many benefits it had. Thank you. Well, and what I usually do when I go to fix my cup of coffee in the morning, I always put a generous sprinkling in my coffee as it's brewing so that it's spread throughout my coffee and it's really nice because I don't need to use quite as much stevia to sweeten the coffee. So, but but you don't use the oil in the coffee. You use the cinnamon, the dried ground cinnamon. Uh, I use the dried ground cinnamon for that, although a person could use a drop or two of um, cinnamon essential oil, assuming that it's it's been processed so that a person can, um, the right way so that it can be ingested. So Okay. Great. So do you have to get a special cinnamon oil? For, I think if you just get the organic, shouldn't that be enough? I mean, it depends because some of the places, some places cold press it, and depending on how they've they've acquired, if they've used chemicals to extract that essential oil, it's going to have it's going to have things in it you don't want going into your right. body. Right. So you would have to watch to see which how how who the company that processed the cinnamon oil. Although I do know that you used to be able to get cinnamon and clove oil in the pharmacy section. Yeah, my dad used the clove when he did his dentistry to clean out a, an area if he was doing a root canal or if he was doing a deep filling, he used the clove. So I get now I see. So, well, and, you know, it may be that you could. Uh, if they have it at pharmacies, then it's going to be extracted in a way that would be ingestible, especially if you're only doing a drop or two. So, Right. I'll ask. That's, we have a very nice pharmacy, an old-fashioned pharmacy here in Rockwall. I'm going to call them and see if they have the uh, organic cinnamon. Sounds great. Well, thank you, Susan. This is wonderful. <laughs> well, you just never know what I'm going to come up with. <laughs> well, James has been a winner for me. I love it. <laughs> well, I love it, too. And I know sometimes I need to repeat it two or three times before it sinks in my brain, and I'm going, oh, yeah, I can use this for that, or I can use X, Y, Z. And it's like I've created a mushroom ground mushroom powder that I've been tossing in my coffee, too, that's been really good. So it's like, oh, yes, I'm getting extra benefits. <laughs> well, you're, you're just one person that is just full of all kinds of good information. <laughs> well, I try, I try to stay up on it, but there's so much that it, it takes a while for me to get caught up on it. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. Bye-bye.